0: Good morning, everyone. I uh, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. This is Bud Elliott with the Knollcast, and coming to you to announce the new coach. Oh, no. Actually, first we have to deal with the small matter of the Florida Florida State game. This will be a fairly quick preview uh, simply because the game is, uh, is shaping up to be one that, that is probably uh, a bit lopsided, 7.30 p.m. game on uh, SEC Network this week line 17 and a half and over under of 55 first we want to thank our sponsors Louisiana Hot Sauce Madison Social and the For the Table Restaurant Group there in Tallahassee now also in Lauderdale Resolution Home Loans where obviously I got my loan not coming to you live from the Resolution Home Loan Studios this morning because I'm on uh, on travel for Thanksgiving but hopefully the audio quality uh, is still up to standards. And Travis Johnson, attorney at law, Travis Johnson, one of the only 280 board-certified family attorneys in the state of Florida with over a decade of experience. So, we'll get into this. Uh, the line is more than 17 for a reason. We'll, we'll start with Florida State's offense against Florida's defense. Uh, this is an area that, that, quite frankly, is is a pretty large mismatch. Uh, Florida has a top 10 caliber defense. Florida State's offense is probably a, a top 50 level offense. Uh, but particularly here, I, I think the matchup uh, is is not really in Florida State's favor in some ways. And, and the number one reason uh, why it's not is the, the offensive line. Uh, in the preseason, we identified six games in which we thought Florida State would be unable to block its opponent and thus would have a, a, a low chance of of winning the game, and, and our thoughts on the season were: if you were going to get to eight and four, you would need to sweep the other six, uh, in which you could block. And so far, Florida State has has certainly not done that. Uh, in fact, they lost uh, twice in games in which we thought they could block the opponent. Uh, but so far, they are one and four in these games, and uh, that that includes the two games in, in which they were blown out, of course, uh, Miami and Clemson, uh, in which they really just could not block the opponent. At all. Uh, Florida State does not have good players up front, and in fact, I don't think they even have average players, particularly at the tackle positions here. Uh, There's a real mismatch. Uh, I believe that we got this right in the preseason, but we also got it wrong in that I don't think that we gave Florida enough credit for how good uh, defensive end Jonathan Grenard uh, would be because we hadn't seen him, right? He he had played at Louisville, and then he was injured, and then he transferred uh, to Florida uh, and came off the injury and has played... Lights out. Uh, Florida State, just to show you here, uh, 113th in havoc rate allowed. Uh, Florida 10th enforced. So completely opposite ends of the spectrum. 113th in allowed for FSU, 10th enforced for Florida. So a major error or ma- major mismatch there. Uh, Florida State 111th in sack rate allowed. UF is ninth in sack rate forced. And they've certainly played a lot better offensive lines uh, than this Knoll squad will uh, will will bring in. Certainly, an offense that doesn't play with a whole lot of composure either. So, uh, a, a bit of an issue there going into the swamp. It, they did announce it as a sellout. It'll be Senior Day, and uh, and they'll be announcing their new uh, football only facility, I believe, uh, on the video board. So, a, a crowd that that should be should be pretty full throat for for what's an awesome rivalry and. Um, Well, we'll have to see how this one goes. But Florida is extremely uh, nice off the edge. They they do a really good job. I I don't give Florida State much of a chance to block them uh, really at all. Now, I will say here's a a potential positive for for this Knowles offense, which has looked a little bit different under Kendall Bryles, but I think there's been some fools. Basically, I mean, under Kendall Bryles post Willie Taggart's firing. Uh, but I do think there's a bit of a fool's gold element there because they've played Boston College's defense and Alabama State's defense, uh, both of which are, are absolutely terrible. And I think Florida State would have beaten those teams and put a ton of points on them, uh, regardless of of who the head coach was. Uh, but but one potential positive here, and I'm not fully sure how this is going to uh, how this is going to show itself because it's of on of the matchup stuff, but. Florida's defense is extremely good at uh, not allowing offenses to sustain drives. But one of the ways it goes about that typically uh, is that it will give up some big plays. That, that's sort of the downside to the style of defense that the Gators play. Uh, there's a little bit of stylistic, not in terms of, of scheme, but in terms of, of preference and, and what you take away and what you allow uh, with Florida and Clemson, and we saw that Florida State did have opportunities to hit some big plays against Clemson It didn't actually hit them uh, but it certainly had some some opportunities there. You, you'll recall the the terrible Al- Alex Hornbrook interception over the middle that was just so poorly thrown it was uh, I mean, it basically turned a touchdown into a pick. Um, so UF will give up some big plays on on defense occasion well not occasionally that that is basically its weakness uh, and Florida State obviously, is an offense that doesn't really look to sustain, to sustain drives because it simply cannot do so due to its inability to block. Uh, but it does try to hit big plays, and that's something that we'll be watching for in this ball game. Uh, so that that's basically my, my thoughts there on Florida State's offense against Florida's defense. I think you'll see some some wild cam or some Jordan Travis in this game. Travis has proved to be a capable runner so far. He has not shown that he can pass the football. Uh, clearly, that was Florida State's worry about what they've seen out of him in practice, and why they had not been using him in games. If you're Florida, uh, I have to imagine that if you see Jordan Travis in there, you're going to say, "Okay, this this is a run until he shows uh, that that he can throw the football." Uh, but yeah, I, I would not predict or would not predict a whole lot of success for uh, for FSU's offense in this game. Uh, 17 points, maybe some coming in garbage time, feels about right, I guess. Uh, but this is a this is a pretty big mismatch just because of the inability to block. And, and you're, if you're relying only on explosive plays, if you can't sustain uh, drives at all, then then that's going to hurt you. On the other side of the football, uh, Florida State's defense against U.S. offense, Florida State's defense this year has has not been very impressive. Florida's offense has looked pretty good, actually, uh, not amazing, but but it's it's. It's, it's, it's a decent enough offense. Uh, I would say top 20 caliber. Uh, it, it's improved, certainly, uh, post the injury to Felipe Franks, and I'm not trying to be, to be curt about that, but uh, I do think that backup quarterback Kyle Trask, who is now the starter, and I can't really imagine him giving the job back to Franks if Franks comes back from the injury. Uh, he seems to have been a better fit for what this offense has personnel-wise, and I'm I do wonder, like, did Mullen see this in practice and just not be able to pull the trigger on, on flipping Trask uh, for Franks because Franks was the entrenched starter? I I wonder if, if if Franks had not become injured, would Trask have ever gotten in the game for Florida uh, and and supplanted him? He's certainly a much better thrower of the football uh, than, than Franks is. And this UF offense has a lot of very good receivers, um, but we will uh, – We'll, we'll see how well Trask gets in the ball. My, my guess is, is, is pretty well. They also have a, a nice tight end talent in Kyle Pitts, uh, who is a bit of a hybrid tight end slash receiver. They've used him uh, to create mismatches, mismatches against some of the better defenses in the SEC, uh, and I would, I would expect that that would be something that we'll see on Saturday. Uh, Florida's passing offense right now is 10th in SP+. Plus. Florida State's passing defense is <laughs> nowhere near that. That's certainly a, uh, a bit of a mismatch there. And I will say that Trask also throws the football well over the middle, uh, is able to take advantage of poor linebacker coverage, which is something Florida State has had a good bit this year. So I would expect uh, to see a lot of success there for the Gators throwing the football uh, over the middle of the field. And so something to watch for in this ball game. Now, I will say running the football, and Florida does not try to run it very much. They come out and they throw it. In fact, I did dig up up a a stat here for you all on this. You know I got the stats. Uh, Florida on standard downs, so first and 10, second and uh, seven or better. Florida uh, is 121st in terms of run frequency. It almost, I mean, you're talking about not very many teams are throwing the ball more on first down, than the Gators. Florida State's defense is very like traditional in terms of like, trying to stop the run on early downs, and that's not that's not a negative thing, by the way. It's just that's that's what they want to do. A lot of defenses do that. But one thing Florida does not do, it does not try to quote unquote establish the run, which is total nonsense anyway. You, you should establish efficient plays and, and and take what the defense gives you, and make it pay for giving you what it is giving what it is giving you. And here. Florida State's defense on early downs typically gives up the pass, and uh, Florida looks to pass on these downs. So I would expect Florida to come out chucking the football uh, and likely have some success in doing so. Its run game, as I said, though, is not very consistent. Uh, If you look at its yards per carry, it's not that bad, uh, but it's actually been buoyed by a number of big explosive runs. And we, we know explosive runs are great. That's what you want. But you also want a little more consistency here and Florida's run game has actually been uh, less consistent than than Florida State's run game, if you can believe that or not. Uh, now, it has had a, a good number of explosive runs. I know Kadarius Tony uh, is is a pretty nice uh, backslash receiver for the Gators, and they, they try to get him the ball uh, in explosive ways. And I, I would my, my guess is they'll try to throw him some screens and, and, and hit, hit some shovels and things like that against the Knolls. Um now, look, I will say this. Florida's offensive line has taken a major step back from last year. Last year's offensive line for the Gators was very good. Uh, it, it had a number of guys go off, uh, I believe, to the pros or at least get into the pro training camps. This year's offensive line, it, it's not Florida State bad, but we knew Florida Florida State was going to have like a major rebuild. Um, but the Gators this year have struggled up front. I, I will say this. They are 97th in stuff rate allowed. They're 121st in power success rate. They're 125th in opportunity rate. They're 73rd in sack rate allowed. They're actually 96th uh, in havoc rate allowed. Okay, they are... I'm uh, um, sorry, just, just pulling up some more, some more stuff here. They're 118th in standard down uh, line yards. So a lot of issues there with, with the Gators offensive line... They counteract this with, with a very good, quick passing game. Here's the other, other thing. Florida State's defensive line is not a unit that causes problems for opposing offensive lines, especially not without Marvin Wilson. In the preseason, we said that the major worry with this defense was going to be the, the lack of a pass rush. And after losing Josh Kando for the year, uh, that worry has only been magnified. It's an issue that Florida State has not been able to solve Uh Mostly, I think, because of personnel, but also some of the coordination issues have cropped up uh, in in this spot. So, Florida State, 66th in sack rate, uh, 111th in havoc created, just not a defense that that puts opposing offenses in in a position for them to be worried. So, my guess is that Florida State will, be, or excuse me, that Florida uh, will be able to stay ahead of the chains for for much of the day. Which uh, which should allow it to, to you know, not be in those negative down and distance situations. Okay, uh, so some final thoughts here on this ball game, and I, I, want, I want to be able to get this to y'all quickly so you can you can uh, get to listen to it. I I don't think this game is that complicated. If Florida State all of a sudden finds a, a pass defense that can stop short passes, then okay, that's uh, out of nowhere and they'll have a shot. If not, um, then I would expect Florida will be able to control the football game. Uh, with its its controlled passing game. And uh, I, I don't think Florida State has a prayer to block Florida in this ballgame. Uh, Odell Higgins, if Florida State's going to pull the upset, he has to coach much differently than he's been coaching. The emotional stuff, getting the team uh, to, to fight and play hard, has certainly been, uh, been a good thing. But he's also made some pretty atrocious punt and field goal calls. And, and if you're going to pull an upset as, as a three-score underdog, you, you, you kind of have to be perfect in those situations. You, you have to uh, really go for touchdowns and, and not give possessions away, especially in opponent territory. Uh, so far, uh, unfortunately, Odell has not coached like an interim uh, where interims typically coach in a very aggressive manner, trying to take some chances and go for it and win the game. Uh, un- unfortunately, rather, he's coached almost like a, a entrenched defensive head coach, coaching not to lose the game. Uh, and it actually caused FSU to blow or to not beat Boston College by as much as it probably should have. Uh, major special teams advantage here for the Gators as well. Their field goal and punt units have been pretty good overall. Uh, kick coverage unit at times has faltered, but we'll see if Florida State's able to take advantage of that. I have my doubts a little bit there, uh, so I'm going to go Gators 41, uh, Knowles 17. In this one, Uh, I would expect that uh, I I don't I don't know that Florida's offense is going to rack up, you know, like 500 yards or anything like that. But I I think that a special teams advantage will be pretty evident in this one simply because of uh, FSU's inability to sustain drives due to an inability uh, to block, and so I would expect some short fields uh, for Florida. And uh, yeah, I'm going to go 41-17, Gators in this one. All right, that'll do it. We'll join you with an instant reaction podcast tonight, and then hopefully uh, next week we'll hook back with another uh, coaching search or perhaps even a uh, a Coach Found podcast. That would be fun, a Coach Found podcast. Kind of a weird feel for for this game this weekend. Obviously a great rivalry, but um, uh, two programs that seem to be going different directions at the moment, although Florida State fans certainly hope that they have stopped the bleeding with a head coaching change, and we'll see how long uh, that rebuild takes for them to be competitive again, and they'll hope for uh, better results in 2020 in Tallahassee. But, hey, maybe they'll be able to pull an upset here. I also do see some value at the minus uh, at the minus 800 level in terms of a money line thing. I, I, don't, I don't think Florida should just be a 1-8 to eight favorite. Anything in the single digits, I, I think, is actually a fairly good value here simply because of Florida State's inability Uh, to, to block. So, all right. With that, I will talk to you next time. Thanks.